Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No An intellectual carrot, the mind boggles. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until. Until I kiss Becky. One thing will be clear. It's not for man to interfere in the ways of God. It's alive. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. everybody and welcome to earth versus soup episode one two three i'm aaron pollier i'm darlene and we watched frankenstein meets the wolfman from 1943 today it's another one of the universal monster movies and frankenstein is not the doctor it's the monster well frankenstein isn't in this it's his creation yeah but they just refer to the monster as frankenstein and i think that's accepted in the universal monster movies um this has some interesting actors and actresses in it. It has a lot of reprising roles in it. Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. It's technically the second Wolfman movie. So he's reprising his role. Um, a lot of the events in this movie link directly to the end of the first Wolfman movie. Um, the monster in this is not... Um, Boris Karloff, though, it is not played by Boris Karloff. It's played by Bela Lugosi, which is strange, but I think Bela Lugosi does a good job with it. Yes, and Bela Lugosi was in the other movie as the gypsy gypsy that was the werewolf that first yes. bit. <clears throat> that first bit Lawrence Talbot. Um, we also have the reprising role of the old gypsy woman, Maleva, and she is played by Maria Ospenskaya, and we love her. She yes. was great in the first movie. She doesn't have very many um, lines in this one, but her facial expressions are really good. Yes, she's very expressive. Um, she doesn't have a ton of lines, but whenever she's on screen, she does have a bit of a presence to her uh, that, I don't know, She she's a very good actress. She's also a dancer. She started a dance school in Brooklyn, am I correct? In remembering it was an that. acting school. It was an acting school in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, so she's reprising the same role. And so what we have a lot of interactions between Lon Chaney Jr. and her in this as the characters they played from Wolfman. And she's very small. 
Yeah, she's a very. She comes up to what his his middle of his chest. Yeah, but Lon Chaney Jr. is also very tall. But the people that are around her are. Yeah, all... she's a she's a small woman. It's just that Lon, when you compare her to Lon Chaney Jr., Lon Chaney is incredibly tall. Um, I remember a couple scenes from this movie, so I know I've seen it before, but very little of it has stuck in my mind. Besides, like the one scene where Lon Chaney Jr. wakes up in the icy stream at one point in the movie so obviously i watched this when i was a kid on like wgn or with my mother um as she tried to watch universal monster movies with me because she was the one that loved the universal monster movies where my dad liked the 1950s and 60s science fiction do you ever remember seeing this i don't no no so uh is there anything else we want to touch on before we go into this oh sets okay sets what about them pretty good matte paintings and stuff and well that that might be something that can work when we get to that what works and what doesn't um there's a couple other things i i i I guess i just thought about when i looked at my notes here um one of the major characters in this is a character called baroness elsa frankenstein it's dr frankenstein's daughter she's played by uh iona massey and she is actually the actress is buried in Arlington National Cemetery because she was married to a very high ranking military official in the U.S. Um, she was born in Budapest in 1910. So I think that might be her real accent in this movie. Um, she was also incredibly anti-communist, which is fine, especially for a person that um, saw her her, uh, you know, where she was born, put under the boot of the Soviet Union. But I guess she went over and above uh, in her support of anti-communism by like going on witch hunts. So it's yeah. interesting, but she's, she's actually very good in this movie. I just thought it was interesting because much of this movie has historical. I- I'm linking it to this movie because there's historical editing that's going on. That's not really historical to the period of time that the movie is ta- uh movie was made it's it's editing to us and it's because dr frankenstein had his castle in germany correct darlene yes and in this movie that's changed because the writer of this movie was a german jew who escaped and this movie is was made in 1943 so you know what's going on um and there is nazi looking things in this that he is trying that the writer was trying to kind of put uh put forward let's put it uh, but i mean they change little things little things though it was it was very subtle that uh, to me like i would recommend military officer he was like the police he, yeah how he stands over um in the the gypsy yeah how they treat how they treat um maliva yeah, because they treat her like crap and they just they fully come out and say, yeah, we're going to take her back and we'll make her talk like there's there's a couple scenes that I was like, oh, man, um, the guy that wrote this, uh, what, what I'm going to have to look up his name really quick. The writer is Kurt uh, Sidmark, Sidmak. Um, yeah, he, he actually did a good job kind of putting to him modern issues or at least modern references into this movie. But because it's during the middle of world war two, they had to edit the whole Germany to being this weird 
um, weird town. I, I forget what it's called. They, they, it, it's supposedly like a v. village. Yeah, it's a it's a Varasia. Varasia. V a s a r i a. Vasaria or something. Yeah, Vasaria. Um, because there there's because a whole segment. Hear. There's a whole segment where Talbot is basically going through Europe, Central Europe, with a gypsy woman. In the middle of World War yeah, II, but he also on a was, carriage. No, that wasn't a carriage. That was a cart and horse. Yeah, it was horse. It was a horse and cart. Whatever carriage. It wasn't even a carriage. Anyway, um, they had to change a couple things because otherwise it just wouldn't work. Uh, but there's other things in this movie that would have actually worked far better if it was World it War II have, directly referenced. It would have made sense that this this uh, tribe of gypsies would have went to Europe at that time either, yeah. leaving England. Yeah, I know, because they wouldn't have, like, hey, what, what do I think is a good idea? Let's, let's, let's leave England in 1943. It was 41 that the... Uh, first movie was taking place in yeah. yeah but i mean let, let's let's go to let's go to europe 1943 oh man that's just uh no anyway let's talk about the plot because i do think there's certain things that would work better if if world war ii was directly referenced but it's not because they want to leave that out they want to leave it out because and this is supposed to be four years after the first movie the death of talbot Talbot. Yeah, because Talbot dies in the first Wolfman movie. Anyway, we have a, a kind of, to me, a neat credit sequence where the credits kind of ooze down onto the screen um, with a chemical reaction bubbling and steaming in the background. And there's a moonlit night. And it's clearly a set, but it's a well done set. Two men walk into a cemetery and they're going to the Talbot crypt. They're clearly grave robbers because they break into Larry Talbot's grave. They open up the top and they find, and, and they say that this has been four years since he died. Okay, so it might be like 1944, depending on when the first film was actually filmed. Doesn't matter. It's four years afterwards. Um, and they, they think that his body is only going to be bones and quote, I think they say like quote unquote, uh, uh, only bones in an empty skull. Like, that's what they, they expect to find. So they pop open the top of his grave because they think he was buried with a ton of money or, for some reason. Yeah, see, is they're seeking out jewelry, which I don't understand because later on it's referenced that his father, who was the Sir Talbot, yeah, he is, was... is buried. Yes, but maybe specifically uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s character was buried with jewelry where his father wasn't. Yeah, that's possible. But anyway, they open up his grave and his body is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And they him. take a ring off of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do. But his body is also covered in Wolfsbane. And we hear the the quote from the first movie again, you know, about how when Wolfsbane blooms and the moon is full, blah, blah, blah. And they take the ring off of his finger. And the moonlight streams in through the open door of the crypt onto, you know, uh, Lawrence Talbot's body and his eyes come open and you realize, oh, crap. And the guy grabs, uh, uh, Lane, uh, well, Lawrence Talbot Lawrence grabs, grabs the guy that stole his ring. Yep. And the other guy takes off. And the, while the one guy that's been grabbed is like, help me, help me, help me. 
This other guy's like, screw this. When a body comes back from the dead and grabs my friend in the middle of the night and, oh, uh, crap. No, done. Right. He, he takes off. Fair enough. Right. I, I, I get that kind friends. of friends. No, they're, they're just... not. Because you find out later that the guy that broke in is a criminal. Okay, so with this scene, we understand that Talbot didn't die. But I had to pause the movie because you're like, wait a second. He got killed by a silver cane in the first movie. Just like he did to Bella Lugosi's character in the first movie. Yes, and, and then so I said, well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Lawrence Talbot, when he whooped Bella Lugosi's ass with that silver topped cane, he really beat his ass, right? Like he completely staved in this guy's head. Well, the wolf's head, let's say, with yeah. this silver. Yeah, cane. and he was in a wolf. Uh, he was in the wolf form. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: when Lon Chaney's character, when Lawrence Talbot was attacked by his father with that same silver cane, we see the scar on Talbot's head that is the result of this cane attack. Um, likely what happened was he was knocked the F out. Like he was really badly wounded, but he was not killed. Okay. He wasn't killed with the stake, uh, the, the, the cane, excuse me. He was basically just rendered unconscious slash dead. All right. But he wasn't killed, killed. Not enough that the silver would have, like, anyway. Well, they did put Wolfsbane over top of him. Yes. And he was in a casket in a tomb. Yes. And he didn't have the ritual performed on him that Malvina did to, to Bella Lugosi's character as well. So we assume that even though he might have been. You assume. I assume. I'm just going, okay. That I get it. It, it. But it makes sense, right? Uh, that even though he was attacked with the silver topped cane it wasn't enough to truly kill him what kept him dead was the fact that there was wolfsbane covering his body and that it was sealed up against the light of the moon so what really brought him back was both the fact that he wasn't really dead well like he wasn't all the way dead he was just mostly dead as to quote like princess bride but the moonlight brought him back and sort of in a weird way that does coincide with what we later learn about Frankenstein and Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein's research into energy. Okay. All right. So we then go to a policeman who finds a person that he thinks is drunk. And I think this is down by the docks. And we later learn that this is Cardiff. They're actually in Cardiff, Wales. Um, he he turns on his lantern to shine it onto this guy's head, and it turns out that it's Lawrence Talbot. He has this wound on his head, and he's alive, and it's not he's not drunk. I think the cop just thinks he was attacked. So he freaks out, he blows his whistle, and he's Lawrence brought... wakes up in Queen's Hospital in Cardiff. Yes. So he remembers his name, he, he, he quickly regains consciousness and is talking and everyone's shocked because I guess this head trauma that he had was severe, but he's fine. He's seemingly fine. Um, he tells him, uh, he tells the doctor, the nurse, he tells them, Hey, I'm Lawrence Talbot. Um, and this inspector comes in and is hearing all this because the inspector thinks this guy was attacked. I want to learn who did it, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, okay, all right, fine. You're Lawrence Talbot. Is there somebody that I can contact? And he goes, 
you can contact my family at what was it Lanwelly village. So the inspector calls the Lanwelly village police and Lanwelly, by the way, is a made up village in Wales, but it is in Wales. So it's somewhere in the, in the area. And the village, the village police tells the inspector that a Lawrence Talbot died four years ago. Whoever you have isn't Lawrence Talbot and B his father, I can't let you speak to his father because his father died soon after from grief. He basically killed himself because his son was dead. And, and he, he had killed not, him. And it, and it killed, well, and he killed his son, yeah. He, he learned that he had killed his son. All right, that's that's fair. Um, so that night, Moonlight creeps across the floor towards Talbot. Talbot freaks out. He starts changing into the Wolfman. Um a policeman sees the Wolfman running through the streets that night and Wolfman screws this policeman up. He like pounces him and tears him apart. And the nurse finds the next morning. Yeah. The next morning Talbot in the bed, not really just like flopped over the bed. The, the room is a mess. The door is a win and they the put windows him, open. The windows open and they put him back to the, back to bed and put new bandages on he should have and and the the doctor does a a dr manning looks at and is kind of shocked because the head bandage is not as bad as it used to be yeah the head wound yeah yeah that he's healing um so he's like okay you must sleepwalk that's why you open up the window and talbot says dude just wait a second I am a murderer. I know I killed somebody last night. How he knows, I don't know, right? Like, it, it's not explained how he knows. I assume that when uh, he tastes like human blood in his mouth or something like that, or he's not hungry, because when he, this policeman that he attacked was killed, there is there is no doubt about that, okay, folks? This guy was killed, and everyone is shocked about the murder. And he tells the inspector that he murdered the police officer by turning into a wolf. And that's where the, the inspector's like, come on, dude, you're crazy. You've been dead. You, you, you're claiming to be a guy that's been dead for four years. Um, they strap Talbot into a straitjacket as he kind of rants and raves. And tries to run away from him. <clears throat> yeah. And the doctor and the inspector end up going to uh, Lenwelly to the crypt. They find the murdered crypt robber, the grave robber there. And the local inspector goes, yeah, I recognize this guy. He's on probation for grave robbing. Um, And they find the crypt empty. And that's awful, right? They go, okay, well, maybe this guy is sort of telling the truth in a a way. But, like, no one really wants to believe it because how can a guy just survive in a crypt for four years, right? And we find out that Lawrence has escaped a straitjacket. He's escaped a straitjacket. So... Time passes. We're not really sure how much, but we go to somewhere in Europe and it's not war-torn Europe. It's just somewhere in Europe. And Talbot ends up finding Meliva. And this is, like I said, the same woman who played the character in the first Wolfman movie. Um, He asks to die. He wants to help. He He wants wants to have help being killed because he doesn't want to live like this. He now understands that somehow, some way, he is going to live forever unless he is killed. And I don't know if he actually really understands that he could kill himself 
in a very simple, straightforward way. Silver huh. bullet to the head. He could load a, bu- a silver bullet in a gun and just pull the trigger himself, right? Like, that should kill him, but he doesn't really get that yet because all of these uh, werewolf mythos-type stuff is really being developed by Universal Pictures out of the first Wolfman movie and their later Wolfman movies because the whole silver thing is just a very strange... It's mostly vampires that are like the silver stuff. But anyway, um, Melvina says, look, I will watch over you. I will treat you like my own son. Because remember, Talbot murdered her own son. Was it in self-defense? Yes, of course. And she understands that. That's why she's not angry at him. It's like my son, who was Bella Lugosi in the first movie, attacked you while he was an animal. You had every right to defend yourself. Like, she's not angry at him at all. But her rest of the tribe would not allow her to stay with them. But they did, They were planning to leave anyway. Yeah, they were probably fleeing the Nazis. But uh, they are probably trying to get over the Pyrenees or something. She, she said she know, knew she knows of a person. That could help. Could help. And that is Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. So they arrive in Vasaria, and it's clearly a little German town. It is, it is very obviously a very uh, a little German town. And Malvina goes into, Malvina and Talbot go into a tavern and ask about Dr. Frankenstein. Everyone is staring at them. And of course, my, my World War II tingles went off and I said, oh crap, she's a gypsy woman in the middle of a German town in the middle of World War II. And she just decides to walk into like, Aryan Central. Oh God, this is not going to end well, especially since the local police officer looks like he's wearing a pseudo SS uniform. This is not going to end well. Um, they say, look, Frankenstein used to live up here at this ruins of these castles up in the mountains and says, Dr. Frankenstein is dead and good riddance because That's the, the innkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm and he, glad he's he dead. actually threatens them and rudely makes them leave. Yes, but it's a full moon that night and Talbot starts changing. Um, and we see very quickly that the village population is walking through the streets with the body of the young woman that was really glaring at the gypsy woman when they first walked in. She was the one that was lighting the candles on the chandeliers. Okay. Um, her throat has been ripped out. So we know that Lon, uh, that that Talbot has changed and he's just attacking people. And this is what's interesting to me. Like it's it to me, Talbot clearly isn't. He isn't really in control. There isn't like an intelligence in control of of his body when he is the wolf man. Like he's not a wolf. It's not like he's a full wolf. He's a wolf no. man. Right. Where Bella Lugosi turned into a wolf. wolf. Yeah, full wolf. Um, So it's a little weird that like seemingly Lon Chaney, well, Lawrence Talbot, I always think Lon Chaney, Lawrence Talbot has no control, but he's able to remember his actions. I don't know that that's a little weird. Anyway, the village, the villagers run into the woods to chase down the wolf man. They chase him into an ice cavern. And imply they chase him to the ruins. The ruins, and, and he, he falls, falls into, into an ice. Into it. Yeah, he falls into and an ice cavern. The, that Nazi guy finds 
Malvina. Malvina and takes her away. And they, they imply that they're going to torture her for information. And I'm like, oh, shit. Not good. Not good. Um, Talbot wakes up in an icy river. Like I said, this is the scene that I do remember. So I know I've seen this before. But otherwise, a lot of this. The only thing I can think that is supposed to be is that it's a, in a, a lower L and it's snowed and this is spring. And the snow yes. is not it, yet melt. It's a very shadowy area. Or it's like a cave that has been that had like ice left over from the ice or something. Because it's it's not like this castle's really high in the mountains. It's not. No, because it's low. It could just be like a the... weird remnant of spring, like you said. And then there's a stream where there wasn't one the when next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he wakes up. And he finds Frankenstein's monster frozen in ice. And for some reason, he like immediately thinks it's a regular person just trapped in ice. And I guess I totally understand that. Um, he breaks through the ice that he, the monster's kind of in a bubble of ice. And he breaks him out and the monster awakens. Uh, Talbot begs the monster to show him where the doctor kept his records. Because at this point, Talbot knows that Dr. Frankenstein played with life and death, that he created a monster. The monster disappeared, was thought to be dead. He looked, he was burned. Like, yeah, he was burned or something. But OK, so he that's assumes, what the innkeepers shouted. Yeah. So he assumes that since this is below Frankenstein's castle, that this has to be one of the doctor's experiments. And that, that's fair, right? Um, they find a picture of frankenstein's daughter after they open a safe like the monster remembers where frankenstein's safe was kept and so they open up this safe um there's tons of papers in there that talbot just kind of scatters everywhere and i'm like oh my god what the hell are you doing man but he's like the diary isn't here i know that he has like notes in here of how to cure these if he knows how to bring life he can also bring death it's it's a strange chain of logic in a weird way but anyway they find a picture of frankenstein's daughter and uh that is that is iona massey who plays baroness elsa frankenstein uh blonde hair blue eye kind of girl uh and she is clearly incredibly wealthy in this the character incredibly wealthy Mm -hmm. because she has pearls upon pearls upon pearls diamonds diamonds she has a white mink stole that goes like it's well that's not i shouldn't say a stole she has a white mink cape no it's a coat oh it's a full coat. coat like it goes from her neck all the way to the down ground. to the ground it's a long coat um she has money again 1943 germany that's creepy turn my page of my notes um baroness frankenstein thinks talbot is uh going to buy the family's land like talbot comes in came in as mr taylor taylor and i'm gonna buy the land and he basically says look i lied to you i just needed to get you out here i'm looking for your father's notes and she's like oh crap man my father was crazy yeah he was a genius but he was also crazy i don't know if i really want to help you and He's like, okay, look, uh, give me time to, I'll convince you. I'll convince you Uh, because I really want to die, (laughs) ma'am. And and, and I'm thinking, well, you know, Talbot, again, uh, her ring on her finger can probably freaking kill you, Talbot, (laughs) or one of her earrings. But we then get a musical number with the villagers singing during a wine festival. 
And my initial reaction was, oh, no, no, no. Not a musical number. No, 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 no. Because usually I don't like musical numbers. I think they're kind of... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Cheesy neither Atlanta. does Talbot. Talbot hates this goddamn musical number, and that made me happy. Because Talbot's, like, holding it together barely through this musical number. And I was like, why is he Why is he freaking out? out? Yeah, and obviously Elsa Frankenstein's just, you know, clapping and loving it and blah, blah, blah. And then finally Talbot gets up and like grabs the man that's like leading the leading the number. He goes, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. Why are you singing about living eternally? Blah, blah, blah. And he, he loses his mind. And, and Elsa's like, holy crap, man. <laughs> this guy, this guy's as crazy as my father. Um, I think at this point, the villagers think that Talbot is obviously a madman as well. Um, the monster's hiding out somewhere, like outside of the village at this point. Well, he came in to find Talbot. Yeah, he's like lonely, I guess. But anyway, during we, the festival, and everyone goes crazy except for the two horses. Except for the two horses, but we also have the doctor from Cardiff showing up at this point, and he has been tracking them through newspapers. And I'm thinking, yes, oh, I'm thinking, okay. British man traveling through Central Europe in 1943. This is interesting. You're going to have to keep that <laughs> out of the movie because it's not there. You know, Darlene, if that, okay, I'm going I'm to pause for a second. If this was like an Indiana Jones movie where you have like secret agents going through Central Europe during, during the middle of World War II, hunting a wolfman just so the Nazis can't get a hold of him and use them against like the Soviets on the it's Eastern not. Front. Like, no, no. But think of that movie, like remake, remake it, but but Eric, do it in the not. style of the 1930s. All right, you gotta anyway. throw it off and and put it in the 30s. I know, I, and I, I I get it, I get it. Okay, so yeah, they they the monster comes in because he's looking for Talbot. The villagers freak the f out, as well they should because they know what they've done to both Doctor Frankenstein and this monster before. They have every reason to freak out because the monster has every reason to rip all of them apart. He doesn't, though. He doesn't because the monster is the good guy. The monster has always been the good. Has the monster done bad things? Yes. Yes, but it was unintentionally. Drowning the, uh, the farm girl. Yeah, that was an accident, though. That was an accident. Now, we haven't reviewed Frankenstein. We will. We will review Frankenstein. But... If you go back and watch Frankenstein, if you're listening to this podcast, you understand Frankenstein's monster is not the villain. The villagers are the villain. Yes, they're they're, they're the, awful in this movie. And too. this one, it, it, it's it's really the innkeeper. He is such a power, SS he's, police officer. Too? He's he's playing. He's trying to. The mayors in in Germany are not mayors. They're one step higher than that. Uh, they actually during this time i don't know okay he's the mayor but the mayor is trying to rabble rouse no the mayor is not he tries to come at first he is 
it's the innkeeper that becomes like a psychopath later yes. on. The innkeeper is the one, even during that scene where they have, uh, where the innkeeper is talking about destroying that. Well, we haven't mayor. gotten there yet. Yeah. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Because we have to, we have to talk. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that because that's a very important part, though. But we're skipping the entire, like, nearly last fifteen minutes of the film, which is the Doctor Malvina and the Baroness go up to the castle ruins, find Talbot and the monster to help them, because they're like, okay, look, these vill- whatever we think, these villagers are freaking crazy. They're the monsters. We're gonna. My father deserved better than this. Um. The monster, the, the Frankenstein's monster, deserves better than this. And let's be frank, Talbot, while a little nutty and aggressive, doesn't want to live like this and wants to die. So we're going to help you. And they end up, Elsa ends up finding like the secret door that's in the safe to get out Dr. Frankenstein's notes. Okay. So the doctor from Cardiff, Dr. Mannering, he's like, look. I get it now. It all has to do with electricity. I just have to reverse the polarity and the neutron flow is doctor. The doctor would say from uh, doctor who it really does come down to that. I need, I need to reverse the polarity of the poles on electricity that life is energy. And that Dr. Frankenstein says that he had given enough life energy to the creation to live for millennia, like a hundred lifetimes. He, he could have. Yeah. And, but we know that the, it, it's actually dealing with the problem with the brain. Y- yes, but theoretically, according to this movie, he could have actually just made people immortal, effectively. And uh, according to the notes, even Dr. Mannering thinks that, yes, he can actually drain the energy from Talbot that's keeping him alive. And, and the monster. And the monster, and put them both out of their misery. Because the monster doesn't want to live. The monster's in constant pain and fear, right? Absolutely. So Dr. From Cardiff, Dr. Mannering decides, I'm going to fix up all of this, all this equipment that's in the burned out castle. And they hook it up to these um, turbines, these hydroelectric turbines that are underneath the castle because there's a big dam. And all they know, all the villagers know. Yes. Is that they keep seeing crates go by. After seeing um, the, well, they see see boxes of equipment continually going up to to the to the castle. Yeah. yeah, and at some point, the villagers finally have had enough. They realize there's like lightning coming out of the castle, effectively, and they but realize be- even before that, the lightning. There's that whole scene of the innkeeper str- uh, trying to get the drunk. Because they're all drunks. And that's where the mayor actually calls the innkeeper a drunk. Yeah. And says, um, if you weren't such a drunk, what you're starting, I would throw you in jail for. Yeah, but since he is a drunk, he's more likely to do it out of stupidity. That's the thing. And he does. What what happens is, is the innkeeper... Okay, wait, wait a second. What happens is, is Dr. Mannering cannot kill the the Frankenstein's monster or 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 Talbot. And I kind of understand his point. And he's just like I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't take life. I have to give it. Okay, he's a doctor, right? He shouldn't just 
like his oath means something to him, right? And he's like, I have to know if this... something about my, minus to minus. Well, that's reversing the polarity. That's the whole like because that's why they have like the bolts on their necks and well, like he's that got collar. A, a collar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Talbot has a collar <sighs> on, but he's like, I, I can't do it without knowing that I can bring life to. So he cranks on all the equipment and starts bringing life and charging up Frankenstein, uh, the the monster, Frankenstein's monster. And Lon Chaney's like, oh, no, you know, I, I, I want to die. What the hell? And at this point, the innkeeper goes up to the hydroelectric dam that's above Castle Frankenstein and decides to do Barnwallis dam busting with dynamite. And blows it up, sending a giant tidal wave of icy water down towards Castle Frankenstein. But at this point, like, the clouds have have peeled away from the moon, and there's a full moon, and Lon Chaney turns into the Wolfman, and there's an epic fight. You forgot the Baroness pulling the lever when she finds out that Dr. Frankenstein is awaking the... Oh, Dr. Mannering. Dr. Mannering. Yeah, and she breaks everything. Like that's that's part of it, and I, I was yelling, "God damn it!" That also that's why we can't have nice turning things. Turning a a lever brings big, huge. It's things. probably that like there were capacitors in there that were fully charged, and then she like throwing the switch that she did like discharged them all at once, and it just shorted everything out. But you shouldn't have wooden beams falling from the sky. Well, no, but it's also a 1943 Universal Monster movie. And if we're talking about scientific realism, we're going to have to talk about Wolfman not being realistic or or, or Frankenstein's monster. I, I'm okay. Look, there's rocks and Starfleet councils on in Star Trek. That's just a sin. We, we have to go with it. It's a sin. It doesn't make sense. Fair enough. I agree with you. Darling's like holding up her hand to me, but I agree with you. There's no reason why wooden beams should be falling from the sky except for dramatic reasons right just like there should be no rocks and starfleet consoles exploding out onto people <laughs> in space anyway um elsa breaks fuses. everything you need fuses Fuses. elsa breaks that everything because there's have, no well they did have fuses? fuses they did have because i saw the fuses yeah but the fuses did they work i don't know no because they were freaking arcs everywhere happening well, when she threw that switch. first thing, even before the arcs, there was glowing. And she, he's like, I, what, no, she so said. So glowing that the castle is so glowing that they saw it from the doggone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but Elsa said like, you've charged up Frankenstein to his full strength. Like, and okay, she said like Frankenstein. No, did she say Frankenstein? I don't know what she called him. Alright, she, she, You've charged up the creature to his full strength. And Bella Lugosi sitting there smiling, going, yes, yes. He, he breaks off the, the the bed. And Lon Chaney, as Wolfman... Is struggling. Is struggling, and then he breaks off. And there's the epic fight of, of Godzilla versus King Ghidorah of this no, movie. it's the werewolf and the monster are battling off as the innkeeper blows up the dam and destroys the ca- castle. Yeah, so the tidal wave of water comes down, but like Elsa and Dr. Mannering are able to get away. The last we see of Monster and Wolfman is they're beating the hell out of each other in icy water inside the ruins of Castle Frankenstein. As the whole castle gets... Gets washed away, washed and the away. village looks on, <laughs> likely watching their own death approaching them at high speed as the wall of water 
That's all I can come Blots up out with. Blots out the sky. Because, all it says is the end. It and I'm just like, yeah. that was stupid. Uh, villages are, yeah. That okay. village, it, that it village is, a, is gone. It, it's likely that that village was on the river, not yes. like on the mountainsides there. Uh, so they're all dead. The innkeeper just killed everyone he knew. As well as his property. As well as, and he's probably, he probably did live. I mean, they don't show him dying, do they? I no. didn't see, you know, like he's probably the only survivor and he just murdered everybody. And now he gets to be taken to like Berlin for questioning for destroying a uh, critical infrastructure. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that he just blamed it on Barn Wallace and the Dam Busters anyway. But the end. Moving on. You're making more out of this movie. Damn than straight there because is. it's 1943 and there's there's lots of fun. So, OK, that's my notes. What worked in this movie? You already said the set, Starlene. Yep. We already said the acting. The acting is very good. Even Bella Lugosi as Frankenstein's monster. Why don't you explain that thing? What Did do you, I? Uh, you said that he he had lines and they took it away. Oh, yeah. Supposedly. Now, supposedly this movie had Frankenstein's monster speaking with Lon Chaney Jr.'s Talbot. That there were scenes of dialogue. And supposedly there were test screenings and people just laughed. They thought it was funny. Like maybe Bella Lugosi wasn't delivering them properly. Maybe the dialogue was just really corny. I don't know. Regardless, what happened was Universal decided to scrap all of the, the scenes that have dialogue with Frankenstein's monster. Now, if you watch this movie closely, you can see a couple times that you can see a couple times that his mouth, that, that Bela Lugosi's mouth is moving like he's speaking, but there's no noise. Like they, they completely dubbed over it with like sound effects or something like that. So is it him muttering or whatever? Yep, probably. And they just blanked it out. So they've tried to find the dialogue scenes in a look through of the universal archives in the 1980s. I guess they could not find these uh, scenes, even though they probably are garbage scenes. They're probably terrible. The fact is, is that it's Bell Lugosi acting in a movie that is fairly well regarded. And that's why people would really like to see it in general, even if it's but crap, it's it, like, it's a part of film history. But right? it was so embarrassing to them that they that just, they just destroyed it. 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 It's possible that they just destroyed it. Yeah. Which is a shame for film history, but I understand why they might have done it at the time. Aaron, you've got Doctor Who that got destroyed. Yeah, but that was just because they wanted extra shelf space. There wasn't even... It, like, these were good episodes that got destroyed. They just wanted extra shelf space. That's the only reason they got it's, destroyed. But it, it should show you how much it takes to, to store that stuff. Sure, sure. And... I, those canisters like said, are huge. Like the BBC destroying Doctor Who episodes, I don't get. I don't get. But this, like, oh, I'm going to destroy a couple scenes of dialogue that were clearly crap. I don't want to keep them. There is no value to this at all. Where there was value with Doctor Who, there was value. So I get I'm it. just I get putting it, it into it. perspective. There's no, no, a no. reason why there's it's it's destroyed is because it. It was probably very embarrassing, sure. even to no, Bella Lugosi. Again, I get it. 
I get it. I'm just saying it's a shame to us in a modern perspective. It's a shame. So you already said the acting works. The sets work. Absolutely. I think casting top notch, not just because of the acting, this is different. I'm happy whenever one of these films gets back actors into the same roles they previously portrayed. Even though the Dr. Manning was the, uh, groundskeeper gameskeeper gameskeeper from the first wolfman movie yeah first... he was in it he was in that first so they decided hey look uh these actors liked working together they have some chemistry let's put them back together great um the the odd woman out is iona massey honestly in this um just because but i guess they wanted her as a leading leading lady she didn't ha- she doesn't have a very large filmography it's not it's not huge um, but yeah, I, we did find a movie that we did want to see with her in it. And it's Balalaika, but it's not one that we would, it's not one that we would review for earth versus city. Yeah. No. Um, what else worked in this movie? Honestly, for, for a versus movie, this doesn't have a bad plot. Um, in a lot of ways, these versus movies like Godzilla versus King Kong. When you think about it, like I'm not talking about the new 21st century version of that. I'm talking about the old one um, from the, from the sixties. These are generally not well-regarded films because it's just an excuse to have a couple monsters fighting. The monsters don't really fight up until the last scene of this movie. And in many ways I could see like an eight year old at the time watching this and being really disappointed at that but it works it works and all it is is that uh they were both very hyped up yeah and uh the the wolf man was just going probably after him this uh, boy because he was there i'm trying i'm trying to think of how best to, to express why i think this works i understand why the monster attacked was because uh, that probably hurt him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the best way to explain why I think this works is that this isn't really Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yes, that's the title of the movie. This is Wolfman 2. This is Return of the Wolfman, to me. Okay, like like Return of the Creature. This is expanding upon the story that we had from the first Wolfman movie. Yeah, Frankenstein's in it. Fair enough. We go to Castle Frankenstein. Fair enough. This movie isn't Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. It's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, but it should be more like Wolfman meets Frankenstein. Like Wolfman is much more of a part of this movie than Frankenstein. Frankenstein is almost a secondary thought. But you do have the obnoxious villagers as the actual yes. vil- uh, the villains. Yeah, yeah. You have that stupid crowd. Yeah, the 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 pitchfork and torch wielding villagers that are with dynamite now. With dynamite and like doing Barn Wallace's job and the Royal Air Force. Screw that little hydroelectric dam. Screw it. <laughs> our fear of the monster is great enough that we're going to screw our entire local economy and wipe out the village. Yeah. All right. Um, I, so I think the overall plot works because it's it's more of a sequel to the first Wolfman film. And honestly, Lon Chaney Jr. as Lawrence Talbot 
the, him playing that character is very good. And he plays him very sympathetically in this. Like, I don't want to live. A, my father killed himself because he thought he had killed me. Everyone I love is dead or gone. I can never go home because even if I could, everyone would immediately think I'm a monster because I died four years ago. Everyone saw me dead. And now I'll turn into a wolf every month. Screw this. I want to die. And, and he more is, than once, because uh, it's like three days that the... Three oh. or four days, yeah. That he's just going to go out and kill people. And he doesn't want to kill people. He's a nice person. He's only asking to die. He plays him very sympathetically. Now, Bella Lugosi also plays the monster very sympathetically. He's like, I I am in pain. He's playing him off as being in pain, um, being lost, alone, Um and Lawrence Talbot's the only person that's ever really shown him kindness. Besides, you know, maybe Dr. Frankenstein himself. But let's be honest, the, the villagers wanted to kill Frankenstein as well. So um, what didn't work in this movie, Darlene? Did anything really not work in this movie? The traveling. Oh, yeah. Traveling in time. Like, uh, it's difficult to like, we didn't really understand that. There's nothing distinct that says Talbot went to Europe to find the gypsies until he says that he did. Like, it, it seems like maybe these gypsies are still just outside of his hometown of. of yeah, that's what we thought at yeah, first. Yeah. It was um, misguy- misleading at that point. And then once and you thought about that, you're like, is this is this like a week later? Is it three months later? What What is it? What's going on? They don't say. They don't say. But then they do show you go, them going across the. And I had to laugh in, in the back picture is a, a another horse walking just just walking around yeah. and it's like it's stock footage it's stock footage behind them and it just didn't work that part didn't work um i appreciate i respect the writer trying to like take germany out of this and not have overt nazi references or i do actually think that works but what doesn't work is doing that but also adding in subtle nazi jibes like the police in the village like i think hey dude i I get why you're doing it i respect you i respect it the thing is if you're taking nazi germany out of it take it out of it don't have the local police officer in something that looks like an ss uniform it isn't an ss uniform it's just black it has the same kind of cut that it, you know, like, all right. But in the end, that might not be the writer. It might not be the writer. I think that that's obviously the costume designer for the film that decided, hey, this is supposed to be Germany, right? I'm going to put the local police officer in an SS uniform. Okay. And then the writer might have been on set one time and said, oh, it, it, no. And then it, so it got slightly changed. So I don't know if I can blame that bit on the it writer. It could also be that the, I, the uniforms are taken from the Prussian uniforms it's it's possible it's possible that uniform was supposed to be from an earlier prussian so from a production standpoint i think there might have been a little bit of miscommunication between the writer and some of the other departments in this i don't think i i can really put it to the point of saying it doesn't work i'm just mentioning it as something that i thought was odd in the film but he did let you know that they did not like gypsies there. Yeah. 
well, how many people did like gypsies at the time? Like gypsies were kind of a, a, a crapped upon Obviously, minority. the in Wales, it was they were allowed on the Talbert. Yeah, but no estates. one wanted them there. Like the 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 local Welsh village didn't like the gypsies being there, but it, the Talbots allowed them to be there. Like, um, so like gypsies were, are always have always been kind of a a crapped upon minority group in Europe. They have, and it's all always because of these small um, bad apples. Sure, they're always noticed for the stealing of horses. Um, uh, yeah. I just I think it's it's unfortunate, but I'm glad that they tried to portray that in a a slightly well a realistic but respectful way. Like, did Dino Malvina when we see her later on have like bruising all over? Did it look like she was tortured? No, she was completely fine. So I think it might have been just the guy like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that these crazy freaking villagers think I'm gonna do something, but I'm not maybe save face i i don't know but i i'm glad that they touched i don't on it. think the mayor allowed him. no i don't think so either because the mayor was actually a decent human being it seemed like um there isn't a lot that doesn't work in this like f that fully goes into the realm of this is bad correct i mean it's a universal horror film most of these are good at least like they st it's still it told a story it told a story exactly so would we recommend it yeah, of course I would. Yeah, is this as good as Wolfman? No, but no, it, it's but a sequels good. Sequels are never good. Well, as the... there are exceptions to that rule, right? Yes, but they're very. It's okay, very rare. A very before. Rare. Yeah, it's very rare. No, I get it. Um, e it's still good though. I before E, except after C, except and then there's a, there is a exception to even that rule. So. But out of 10, I would still give this like maybe a six. Like it's good. Six and a half, maybe. It's a little bit above average, yes. It's a little bit above average. So I would recommend it. We got it on uh, a Blu-ray box set from Universal um, in the Wolfman box set. So if you want to watch that, uh, get the Wolfman box set. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know where else it might be available. I'm sure that you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Uh, so that's just what we have to talk about. Uh, this week. I don't know what we're going to do next week. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. I know one thirty. we're thinking about doing King Kong. I was thinking about King Kong for 125. 125? Yeah. So, so two movies will do King Kong, the original And King then Kong. there's that other one that I keep trying to talk to you Ooh, about. I know. I have it written down. I have it written down. So uh, thanks for listening, folks. I'm Aaron Pallier. And I'm Darlene. Good evening. And keep watching the skies. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.